Hey y'all, this is the Rule of Cool, a D&D 5e actual play podcast. I am Sarah, your wordsmith DM. Uh, tonight we're going to bring you a fun one-off adventure um, set in a completely different world, not canon to our current campaign, and uh, hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. So to start us off, the boys are going to introduce themselves by giving kind of the general high level of their character um, in this world setting. Basically, if they're from the world that we've set it in, um, the city-state of Salome, or if they're a mercenary, um, what their status is with the... uh, 19th red um, company that they are being stationed with at the moment if they would like to add any additional details about class race physical appearance they can or we can just let that unfold as they see fit uh i guess um i'll go first um trying to get into character real quick hey it's jason i'm playing yarm kilvius you can call me Joe. We're playing a tiefling fighter. I'm one of the pit fighters in the city, and uh, since it's under siege, there's nothing much going on, and nobody wants to watch a bunch of people die inside while they're dying outside, so figure I might as well uh, make a quick buck, just, uh, you know, putting my skills to good use. That's all I really got to say, if anyone else would uh, like to take over. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Salvador. and I am uh, an elf and the uh, I am a painter I paint with my sword I'm a wizard blade singer see if I can remember what that voice was in ten minutes I don't know why I feel like I should have been like minutely offended for someone but (laughs) I was trying to do a French accent mixed with like an Italian accent just some like, like generic European one you gotta, you gotta have the hands to get the Italian accent. But I, I didn't want to do, do Italian because I'll do the like really Italian like it's a me, yeah. a Mario, you know? <laughs> and that's bad. Even though I my family's from Italy, can't do that. It'll um, end up being French later, maybe. Jason, is not. that Yarm? Y A R A M. It's Yarum. It's J A U R I. Of course it is. Oh, I Yarum. Yeah. Did I say my character's name? Yeah. Sal. Salvador. Salvador. Right. right Sal, the painter sure. with your blade. Correct. <laughs> I don't want to let go of this voice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You'll never get it back. And hello, listeners. My, um, I am the Enigma that you can call D3. I have been sent in as reinforcements uh, to come save the day for the 19th uh, circle here. And I will be a human monk who's just ready to dive into the action and call for our spirits to really put this war at ease and nudge us into victory. Very good. Awesome. Y'all ready? Uh, yeah, I guess we'll, I will rein it in, yeah, I suppose. background y'all war it ravages across the northeasternmost corner of the hedera empire 
where the land butts against the southern border of Salame, a small but fiercely independent principality. Salamin are groomed from birth to serve their nation. Salame has never been prosperous, here having little in the way of desirable natural resources, but is renowned far and wide for their talents in combat. The reason for the war that has been fought at the border on and off for over a decade, the most recent in a series throughout history, is unsure to those that fight in it, but everyone agrees it would be unacceptable to lose. The military of Salame is made up heavily of martial fighters of no real import and casters who are able to conjure limited magics. Most anyone capable of feats of heroism, bravery, or grand adventure have removed themselves from the principality in the early days of conflict, unwilling to put their hard-earned talents to such service or have been called to quest by a higher power. Adara is able to muster up a few more capable of ballad-worthy acts, but they are able to be overwhelmed by sheer numbers of warriors hardened by lives of training and expectation and mercenaries hired from farther lands. We narrow in on a military camp a few miles back from the front of the fighting. The Slamen of the 19th Red Company, still able to fight, have received orders to wait for reinforcements for their numbers before rejoining the fighting in full. They fought bravely in the Battle of Bottlenose Delft and managed to move the line of battle forward by an entire forest that they are now camped in. The 19th Red are currently focused on healing their wounded and keeping the sickness that has crept into their camp from spreading. Everyone reports to the leader of the 19th Red's main tent daily for the division of responsibilities if they don't already have a standard role in the camp, taking care of small tasks and problems as they arise. Um, the boys were tasked with creating a level 4 character of any race, any class, any background from the official sources on D&D Beyond or any Arcana material. Um and have identified themselves as either a Salaman or a mercenary, and whether they have been stationed with the 19th Red for a while or are recent reinforcements. It's early morning and the camp is starting to stir to their daily tasks. Those of you who have been here for some time are ready to take up your daily routine. Those of you who have arrived recently were informed that after sleeping for the night, you would be expected to come to the tent of the lead of the 19th Red Company. But first, breakfast. Served by the night rotation as their last duty before they will be relieved, their eyes are heavy and the days of being sedentary are starting to wear on their nerves. It doesn't take long before a loud shout is heard from the serving line. A half-orc stands laid on hand as an elf throws insults his way. A sopping trail of sludge that is likely poured drips down the front of the elf's tunic. After a few more moments of being berated, the half-elf, the, the half-orc raises their empty hand, forms it into a fist, and knocks the elf back off their feet with a single blow. The elf's friends look at where they flew back into one of the makeshift tables, out cold, and then two of them launch themselves across the serving table, blades drawn, while the rest of their group light up their hands, ready to sling spells. A full-out brawl breaks out amongst the night shift and the friends of the elf. 
Two halflings that share a strong familiar resemblance bustle back and forth, trying to move as much of the prepared food as possible out of the way. The three of you either recently coming upon the 19th Red Company or having been here for a while have shown up to breakfast or are planning to show up to breakfast shortly as this brawl erupts. I'm going to assume that I had breakfast already. Like, I have my breakfast. Okay. So you were, like, one of the earliest risers, and you just went through the line first. Yeah. I Because people recognize me from the fighter fighting pits, I get to, like, hey, mind if I get in front of you? And I just keep doing that kind of yeah. further and further up in the line until I'm one of the first few people you're, to... You're uh, kind of imposing, and you're kind of buddy-buddy, but, like... Yeah. I'm going to say that I tag along with you again just like in T-Rock but (laughs) we both have been in this army for a while and I used to be in the fighting pits showing off my artistic skills we probably know each other okay I'm fine with that cool Uh, but I'm going to uh, I'll have my breakfast uh, but I'm just going to sit on like the the stump log whatever like I'm going to be having a seat and I'm just going to let this brawl uh, play itself out because I'm way too self important to uh get my hands dirty with this uh with these little scraps like you know this is cute and all but uh you know probably probably should save it for the actual fighting so a brawl erupts around you starts spreading out to more and more people who weren't in the original altercation but you sit having a quiet morning um meal with your friend hey sal I'm going to put five gold on that half-orc not seeing the uh, light of day tomorrow. Uh, I think he, he, will, he will live. He'll be fine. All right. Five gold. Sal, you said you were a Eladrin. Yes. What type of Eladrin are you? What do you look like? The kind that didn't look it up. Which season do you want to be? I was going to be summer. Cool. So reds and yellows and stuff. Okay. For the listener at home, what is an Eladrin elf? Uh, actually, like I think I picked an Eladrin before they came up with all that shit. Uh, oh, but you I- you probably picked the Unearth Arcana version where you can switch between the seasons, not the final version, which is fine. Oh no, no, I can't, sh- I can't change. But oh, okay. actually, I'm gonna say that yeah, he's got like shit. I did not. Um, he's a thin elf wearing a painting smock and no armor. <laughs> And he has a beret on, and underneath that is like a like shoulder length uh yellow ambery hair that is like feathered, yeah, so summer Eladrin is what um what was it bureau was <laughs> or maybe he's he's autumn then I guess if it's orangey and amber right um. Like, bright reds and everything are summer... Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, color tiefling, are you Yarm? I'm a... <clears throat> I'm a Zer... <sighs> Zariel? Zariel? Yeah, okay. I'm a Zariel tiefling. I don't know why I'm doing it in this voice, but like I said, if I, if I drop characters, it's probably going to leave me, so... What color does that make you? Yarm? I, I, I don't know what color <laughs> it would be. Let me see if it actually, uh, if it actually matters. 
I'll just go with like the maroon-ish, like because that's what I think tieflings look like all the time. So cool. Okay, so like a maroony red that works. Yeah. So you're really red in the 19th Red Company uniform, probably. Yeah. Jordan, you just have a guy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Although he's allowed to put his own flavor on it too. There's tons of different types of humans. Mm -hmm. I was joking. And and this, this is his type. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So you guys are sitting there having a nice breakfast, betting on if people will die. Uh, Sal, when you said the small people, do you mean the halflings that were just trying to keep the food out of the way? Clearly, I wasn't listening that well, apparently. (laughs) I I ended up betting on the orc not dying. Okay. Yeah, we have opposing bets right now. Okay. He says the orc dies, I say he doesn't die. Okay, because... Okay. And D3, what are you... I am just oblivious to this going on. I had to really push it out of my mind because I had not decided what to eat yet. I had not yet got to connect with the meal that was going to harness my energy for the day. So I'm still focusing and I'm speaking to the fruit. It'll pick me. So are you standing like towards like what you standing in what used to be the line? Just like with your eyes closed, trying to meditate on specific <laughs> Yes, just like my hand over certain foods. Over where the food used to be before. Yeah, so you're pretentiously eyes closed, hands over the table where the food used to be because the halflings have been moving the food out of the way, like trying to get a good vibe off the food, going, hmm, yes, I see, over nothing. Mm -hmm. But your eyes are closed, so you don't notice as the battle rages around you. (laughs) Got it. Yes. 100%. Love it. Good thing I put in the notes, allow players to engage in the brawl if they desire, or calm things if they can. (laughs) Hey, uh, Joe, I like this one over here. I'm pointing at you, the one not moving. (laughs) He's a... Not even interested in the brawl. <laughs> yeah, he's like a very strange one. I like it. Hmm. Uh, how to? I, I'm not very good at social interactions, apparently. <laughs> I will give you. Oh, who cares? Just throw something at him, please. <laughs> throw my hand axe. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna like pick up uh, some pebble or whatnot and just like chuck it towards him. Try to hit him in the head and wake him up. Roll a roll an attack. <laughs> do okay. Uh, Dex plus. You're not proficient in makeshift weapons, right? I mean, I'm a gladiator. I would assume any my uh, my body is a weapon, but it. But yeah, like I, being I'll... proficient in makeshift is like a specific thing. Um, oh no! no so no, you don't no, get not. proficiency, but you do Dex plus your roll. That is a that's a fifteen. Does that hit your armor class? D three. <laughs> Apparently, we have to uh, knock him out of whatever chance it's an IRL. <laughs> I, I don't think I can hit him. that. What did you just ask? I'm sorry. Does a fifteen hit your I was armor deep class in the trance? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I talked over the question that time. <laughs> <laughs> 
one more time for the person in the back. <laughs> does a 15 hit your AC? Oh, it does not. <laughs> so the, the pebble goes flying past him. He doesn't flinch at all. Secure in his position in the world. Uh, it's too early in the morning. You try and throw something at him. Uh, yes. Oh, what do I have? You have a plate of food. Oh, yeah, that. I'm going to take like a roll, no, a meatball. And put it in the It is morning. There are not meatballs. It <laughs> it's like <laughs> a sausage. Tired a sausage. fruit. <laughs> grueled, tired fruit. A sausage. Okay, I'm going to throw the sausage at him, put it in my spoon, and flick it at him. What roll is that? <laughs> and I don't have dice. It's... What? <laughs> it's, are you proficient in improvised weapons? Then it's your roll plus dex. Oh, hold on. <laughs> we're we're going to need you to get a no into the microphone, actually. <laughs> no, I'm not proficient in improvised weapons, <laughs> but I rolled you, a you. 20 total. Does With that, my meatball flick. Does uh, that flick. does that hit your AC? God damn it! What was it? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. okay. This is this is a real real good role play. <laughs> <laughs> does a twenty hit your AC, Jordan? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you do one point of damage. <sighs> Sausage damage. You take you take <laughs> one you take one point of bludgeoning damage, Jordan, <laughs> as something is launched into you from behind. <laughs> and that's legit one point of damage. Mark it on your character sheet. I do want to kill you all. Okay, done. I'm knocking it down. Okay. You just don't um, talk about this... launch, launching sausages in from behind. Yeah. Children. <laughs> I play with children. I long for the days of serious role players. Um, so the sausage hits me and I'm, I'm startled. I wake up. I'm so confused where the food has gone, but then I see this lonely sausage on the ground. Yeah. It has picked it has picked me. And I pick up the sausage and eat it. <laughs> He's the best. I told you. <laughs> that is a Reese voice. <laughs> I don't have. I don't do voices. I, I learned one. Yeah, I learned one. D three. There's be like Sala. There's a. There's a brawl. Full out brawl going on around you as you eat the sausage. <laughs> Inside, I feel fear, but my face is. Well put. I've got the poker face going on. And I'm just looking for a way to escape. And I see these two just sitting, kind of smiling, very curious. So I'm going to, I'll creep up and I'll sit to their table versus join the bra. <laughs> uh, you mean, you mean to tell me that you're not at all interested in all these little chuckle fucks over here slapping each other? But a sausage is what gets your attention? 
Uh, my friend, the sausages would choose me. We have the wrong idea of the war. That's not why I've been sent here. You go in with your physicalities and your muscle and you want to just destroy and kill. That is not as what is going to win this. I harness the secret, my friend. I will share it soon enough. Oh, oh my God. Oh my goodness. And I call you my friend, yet I, yet I have not introduced myself. I am so sorry. My name is Dillian Darius Dobrik, but you can call me D3. Not to be confused with dynamic, dominant, dashing. <laughs> oh my God. I thought I'd, I thought I'd never meet someone as audacious as me, but here we are. The name's Joe. I hold out my hand. Nice to meet you, D3. <sighs> nice to meet you, Joe. I dig it. I like it. Oh, sorry. No, I, uh, I'm i sorry. We shouldn't shake hands. I uh, put yeah. my elbow out or something. <laughs> don't really want to get sick because, yeah. I don't know what they're doing around here these days, but uh, shalom or whatever. <laughs> and uh, D3, I'm a little less excited to meet you now, but uh, my name is Sal. Hello, Sal, and uh, what seems to be draining your excitement, my friend? What is happening? I, I believe it was the name. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very specific point in time that we can point to. <laughs> which which name? Was it Darius? It, it was Dynamic? all of, all of the Dashing. names. Bilbrick. All of them. <laughs> That's why we just keep it T3. I'm a believer in simplicity. Two syllables, short and sweet. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about all of the syllables. I go with one <laughs> syllable, even shorter. D. <laughs> D. I meant I'm Sal. Who do you want on your team? I want the D. Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> God damn it. I hate you all. Okay. I think it's time to move forward. Yeah. So as you're sitting there introducing yourselves, having a great breakfast, D3, I'm assuming you're taking small bites of the sausage, closing your eyes, chewing it, you know, contemplatively, thinking deeply on it as you ingest it, taking the time to actually savor each bite instead of scarfing it down, I'm assuming. Okay. Mm -hmm. yes. Good job pulling that face back in. <laughs> I'm proud. You were you were dying before you were able to quite easily pull back. Okay. The brawl rages around you for a couple more minutes before over the din caused by the fighting rings out. Uh, that is quite enough of that. A stern vo voice rings out loud without requiring shouting and Filled with authority. A goblin in full costume, metals gleaming and weapons perfectly worn, walks into the eating area and the fighting stops in full. One dwarf drops their hammer, making a thunk ring out, and the two halflings look on, wide-eyed, as they clutch a cauldron and a bread basket, chests heaving with exertion and panic. This is the leader of the 19th Red, Captain Grim Scuttle, a grizzled war veteran paladin that requires respect with every step he takes. As the brawl comes to a full stop, he looks around, taking stock of every man, woman, and other who stands in his line of sight. 
noting those who are injured, noting those who are fighting dirty, noting the three of you sitting calmly eating your food, taking stock of the soldiers around. He makes eye contact with some, talks with others, telling them they'll be expected to report for punishment later. Notes a couple very badly injured um, soldiers on the ground, looks at the three of you and says, Yes, yes, all right. Uh, Salvador, Yarm, D3, would you three level-headed, reasonable gentlemen of honor please take the few injured who cannot walk over to the medicine tent and for today, your duties shall be simply to assist there, as we are short-staffed and, well, Comtarion needs all the help he can get in healing those that are sick without having to add additional foolishness to his tasks. He looks at everyone as those engaged in the brawl cower a little bit in their shame and slink off grab a little bit of food, but go on to their duties, knowing full well they have fully disappointed the captain. And that is no small matter. So how does the orc look? The half-orc? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my Roll first investigation. question. <laughs> Ooh, plus six. 24. Oh, I'm not used to you being good at rolls. Half-orc is badly injured. Um, holding their leg on the ground, not dead, but bleeding profusely from a few cuts. Okay. I mean, you guys didn't put a timeline to when the death had to be. Well, it's a tomorrow morning. Like, he has to be alive by the morning. Huh, so. Actually, I will go over and uh check on him. And while I'm doing this, I'm not actually going to try to help him. I'm just going to, like, look at his wound. Okay. And, like, scoop a little of the blood onto my painting palette thing to use as a color. I like it. Um, roll sleight of hand for me. I gave myself that as well. <laughs> the 23 sleight of hand. Yeah, no one notices you do that. If anything, they think you're trying to, like, you know, clean out the wound. Ah, far groans. Don't worry, I... I'll get you some help. I don't think I can walk to the tent. Can you help yes, me? Uh, just as a one second. Hey, Joe, can you help him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm going to reach down and, and, and pick him up by the collar. You just lost me five gold, you piece of oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I'm going to whisper in Joe's ear. Um, uh, you can't kill him. It doesn't count. It should, but... <laughs> I'm... I'm literally just dragging this half-orc by the back of his, his shirt or whatever, just dragging him to the infirmary tent or whatever. Yep. There's a couple other injured. Some are able to make their own way. One more who can't walk. And then the original elf who is out cold. And you, yeah, you have been instructed by the captain who is overseeing the cleanup of this mess. Captain. All of the um, all of the other wounded participants in the scuffle, I'm going to kind of try and treat them all the same way. Like, I'll just grab one of them by the ankle and 
drive them to the infirmary or whatever. I just, uh, I'm not very happy with having to deal with their shit. Uh, I think I'm going to go to the unconscious one to see if I can get him to become conscious again. I'm going to meet my hand with his, and I'm going to look to Sal like, I must see his dreams. And then I'm going to try <laughs> to sort of meditate and focus in to see if I can really see what this elf is going through. Make an insight check. Um, yes, I did. You uh, should be good at that. Yeah. Uh, yep. Non-nat 20. Non-nat 20. Um, well, he's unconscious. So really, his body is in a beautiful state of repose at the moment. Like, besides being able to meditate yourself, this is probably the next best thing. Um, kind of wishing he hadn't started that fight. A little too proud to ever admit that, probably. Um, and really just needs medical attention. <sighs> I sense it. He is um, in a deep state of rest. We might need to help him. But uh, Joe, he has a message for you. He does feel deep, deep shame for that fight that he was in. Good, because it didn't look very entertaining. I mean, I've never seen anyone take so many punches to the face and not retaliate or whatever. <laughs> I believe this is his punishment. He must sulk into it, hence the lack of consciousness. He's going to be trapped in a cycle of this loss in his battle for a while now. Let's take his healing nice and slow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, man. I just met you. I don't really give a shit about this guy at all or whatever. <laughs> I just met you. This is crazy. <laughs> uh, but he looks so like we're on the same on page. We'll it's take beautiful. it nice and slow. <laughs> Now I just want to see how many times we can reference other songs. Like, that was genuine. <laughs> or no, was was that Usher? Nice and slow? Yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> look, we're at war here. I don't really care who's soft and whatnot. I don't plan to be the one dying anytime soon, so I'm going to... I'm going to get these little guys out of the way, so hopefully we can stand a chance. We got to gotta get them healed so that uh, the cannon fodder can take the front lines for us. Uh, I suppose. I'll try to um, stabilize the guy who's down. Okay, there's also do do the that? medic tent that you were instructed to take them to. <laughs> oh, well, Joe, drag him. <laughs> I mean, you could stabilize him if you want. I'm not good at it. I just thought I should at this point. Roll a medicine check. Eleven. Cool. It's not gonna die. It's higher than ten. Yeah. Higher than ten. So you're just making Joe carry the three people who can't walk to the tent. Yeah. Cool. I am not strong. I don't know what to tell you. I'm a wizard. So you eventually are able to bring them the medic tent is a long, what used to be white tent, but is now dirtied by time, the elements, life in the trenches. Has some flaps that open for air circulation, but is fairly dim inside, except for one cutoff area at one end, where um, Comptarion who is currently in charge of all things medicine at the camp, um, does some of the more um, sensitive 
operations and um, mixing of chemicals and ingredients to create health potions and other sorts of alchemical potions. Um, you bring them in, you can put them on cots. <laughs> no, as, as I walk in, I'm just going to say, Doc, I got another one, and I'm going to throw his body on the ground. Lamp <laughs> them on the ground. That works. There's a couple other people who are normally stationed in the medic tent um, as their daily assignment while you're not in physical battle. Um, who'll take the bodies and put them on the different beds. There's probably 30 beds in total in this long um, one room with a space at the end um, tent. Over half of the beds are filled. You are aware, and those of you who've recently joined have been made aware that there is a malady that has overtaken some members of the camp, which is not uncommon in, you know, long-term war camping scenarios. Maybe you don't have access to the freshest water. Maybe some of your food has gone bad. One person gets sick and it can spread through the camp. Comptarion has done a decent job trying to control that, but there are about 10 people sick with different levels of that malady in the tent, as well as um, the people you brought in, the people who were able to walk here by themselves with smaller but still injuries that need to be seen to. Um, there's a couple people who are just stationed here to help. Um, Comtarion comes out as people are being brought in. You see a human... He looks a little sallow, probably, from working in this tent, you know, all the time. He's not out in the elements as much as others. He doesn't get rain-hardened as much. He doesn't get all the sun that normal soldiers get. He's got black hair pulled back in a queue at the nape of his neck. Skinny, but uh, not malnourished. They, you know, you are being fed well enough here in camp. Um, Comtarian doesn't have any magical or combat skills necessarily, but he has been highly trained with healer's kits and um, alchemical um, recipes to create different potions. And true healers with the ability to, you know, relieve disease, um, do bulk healing are in short supply in Slame and would not necessarily be stationed with a company that is not engaged in active battle. So Comtarion's who you have and he's doing the best he can. Sees the new people being brought in and uh, gestures for the three of you to come and uh, assist him with removing, cutting off some of the clothing around injuries um, getting water, boiling it, so that he can start doing his normal medical duties. Uh, I suppose we can help. Um, I'll be undressing him. I'll be like, uh, Duck, uh, not gonna lie, this makes me uncomfortable. Uh, these guys are unconscious, and here I am undressing them. 
Are, are you sure their pants need to be removed? <laughs> Is that the best part? <laughs> just, uh, just around the, just around the wounds, of course. Just around the wounds, of course. Uh, if you're uncomfortable doing it, you can always make the water runs. Run off to the stream, gather the water, boil the water, bring it back. It's, you know, a very integral part of the healing process to have fresh, clean water. I keep telling, I keep telling the captain all of the water, not just the water for healing, should be boiled in such a method. But does he listen to me? Actually, he somewhat does, but it's the chef who really doesn't see the need because they're putting it in a soup and heaven forbid we make soup with fresh clean water but who am i to know i'm gonna roll my eyes back boring (laughs) doc i'll go get your water but only because you've patched me up before yes yes i'm out of here i i grab two buckets and i I head out the two of you uh if one of you can grab those scissors there and begin removing the clothing just around the wounds no need to take it all off. Just cut incision, cut off the excess clothing so that I can have full clean access to all of the wounds. Good lord, you'd think that we were in active combat with how many of you come in here on the daily with some sort of self-inflicted idiocy or another. I'm going for those. I'm going for the shears. I want to dive in. I want to help. So I'm just going to start slicing and dicing, smile on my face, waiting for the next set of instructions and you the third one the third one uh, if you can go bring me bandages if you can go bring me the ointment box that i've left in the other room uh that would be quite helpful uh why yes yes of course i can get an ointment box like seems simple he's he's busying himself seeing to the wounds that are festering bleeding out trying to you know, triage the people who have come in. It's easier yeah. for him to assess the people who are injured than for him to go run and get the box. Do any of those potions look like cool colors that I could use as art supplies? Make an investigation check. So you you go into his little office at the end to look. 21. 21. Um, they're all pretty colors. You're not sure. Like, what's your thought on watercolors? Honestly, uh, bright blues, reds, yellows. I'm into anything I can get my hands on. Slim pickings here in the army. But I mean, like watercolors <laughs> versus like oil paints versus like. Oh, definitely oil paints first. Yeah, because this would definitely be more watercolors. This would be very subtle effects. Like. You're you're not sure. If the potions themselves would be useful. There are a couple uh, mortar and pestles set aside where some um, herbs have been ground up. And you're like, maybe that could be a decent, you know, green. Maybe that one over there could be a decent burnt orange. Um, you know, well, I take whichever one's my favorite. Okay. You can probably you, orange. You can get one um, herbally paste. We'll call it. Okay. That you you get the feeling would probably go on somewhere between a chalk and an oil. Sounds good. I'm going to start throwing off all sorts of uh, paintings, painting stuff, just to just to make you. Uh, yeah, I should have googled painting. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I decided this like an hour ago and thought it would be dumb and fun. Yeah, it's super Ooh. fun for me. 
Because then it'll be like, okay. you know, it goes on kind of like a kind of like a chalk, but like a little bit more oily. Because I mean, I know mixed, uh, some um, about painting. He's probably mixed some sort of base in with it so that it can start creating either a paste that can be applied underneath of a gauze or eventually a potion. Maybe he's in the middle of making one. Um, but you also do see um, you see all of the tools of his trade. You see his notebooks sitting out. You see all those potions. You also see what kind of looks like those old timey milk like carrying things where you could put the six bottles in the little wooden carry thing the the little the little carrying case has like the six different potion bottles or like little jars in it and then it's got a compartment underneath that has additional medical supplies as you recognize probably as his as what he was talking about it's pretty basic it was sitting out he's got a couple oh of yeah them set up i'll grab that then and then yeah then just a stack of clean gauzes on the table next to it. You can carry those back out to him. Um, hand them over and he starts going to work. Um, cleaning wounds, etc. etc. Um, that probably takes an hour and he keeps you guys busy as he doesn't necessarily let you guys make excuses to leave. Um, cause if you, if he sees you idle for even a second, he'll throw you into something else. Can you switch out the cloth on that poor man's forehead? I'm afraid he'll perspire from fever. Can you elevate that poor lady's leg? If it stays in the lowered position it is right now, I'll have to remove it. And that is not a fate you would wish on her, is it? Just throwing out different reasons you have to stay and help. Um, Joe, you've made it back with the water. There's a station for pouring in water from the creek that uh, boils, collects in a um, tarp above the boiling water and slides down into a big trough for the fresh water to be collected in. You're doing that, and uh, slowly the people who were in danger of dying are stabilized, not bleeding out, on the mend, and after about an hour, Contarion is able to relax a little bit, wipes his brow, and looks at the three of you and says, Well, I think we're... Uh... I think we're due for a reward of tea. Come along with me, gentlemen. And he gestures for you to follow him into his little study. I'm going to set the buckets of water down, and I'll follow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down for some tea. It's Yarum. I just want to take a quick break from the battle to say thanks for listening. If you have any questions for the battalion or anything in general, you can send a raven to at rule of cool cast or 
send a letter to the rule of cool podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to be featured on the front lines, you can also contact us on Twitter or by email. Today, we'd like to give a special thanks to all the heroes on the front lines. This week, the battle is sponsored by everyone who's staying the fuck home. Our battle song this week is called Muskets by the bards known as You Bred Raptors. You can find their music wherever fine music is sold or on the Underdark at youbredraptors.com. And with that, we'll get back to the war. good very good you walk into his study area he moves some stuff around clears off a small table there's a couple stools that he gestures for that you can sit at and he puts a kettle on what is like an old fantasy version of a bunsen burner uh to set it to boil pulls down some herbs crushes them up and prepares cups of tea for you sliding each to you as they are ready um, sits down with you and says, Yes, yes, always good to reward oneself for doing what is necessary in times of crisis. Yes, uh, so you're here with me today. Guess what? I need to have assessment of your skills so that I know how best to utilize you for the rest of the sun. I mean, surely you've heard of Yarm Kilvius. I mean, Battle and Joe, I'm... I'm flexing in front of him. Uh, you mean you've never heard of me? So carrying fresh water, understood, understood. The rest of you? One of you I don't think I've seen in here before. I am the painter. I paint with the blade and with the paintbrush. Ah, you're an artiste? Uh, yes. Are you good with a needle as well? Needlecraft? Uh, it's very delicate. I think I could do it. All right, all right, needlecraft and, well, applying of tinctures and ointments and stuff. That is not to be overlooked. And I have brought in to bring um, an alternative methods towards winning our battles as we go in. But if I'm pushed to shove to have to use these hands, I have I have been trained in the way of the open hand and I have taken the breath out of people's lungs before. Alternative methods? Do tell, do tell. I'm always curious about a man of science. Uh, well, we cannot necessarily just go in with the bludgeoning and the stabbing and the killing, just straight into it, the nonsense, the violence of the front lines. We need to have a strategic mode to get in there and to really cross in. What's driving these people? What is harnessing their energies? And how can we best strategize to, to really get in there and ultimately find ways to make amends without all of the killing and the dying? Are you a mind healer? A, a, a bit of, of sorts. I heal minds and can transfer energies. All of the uh, holistic methods towards really thriving in life. A pleasant art, a pleasant pursuit. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I've put my efforts where needs must with the ward. But one day, perhaps I will have such luxury to dedicate my time to. Such... Uh, Non-immediately impactful pursuits, yes. 
Very good, very good. And he takes a sip of his tea. I take a sip as well, Vibin. Ah, oh, yes, I would absolutely love to do that. We're going to have to connect sometime. The rush I got to feel as I got to snip and help with the medicine and truly heal immediate. Oh, I can totally imagine how someone in your line would love, love to be able to do this. Yes, yes, well, wouldn't say love. Uh, you know, dead people aren't necessarily fun. Uh, but... You know, you put your talents where you must in times of war for your, for your country. But, uh, let us talk on happier things. And as he goes to take another sip of tea, one of the people who are normally stationed here runs in and says, uh, oh, sir, come come to, um, it's, uh, well, it's, it's bed 13. They are. They're convulsing, and he gets up quickly and runs out of the room to go look at bed 13. Uh, so can we just, like, uh, sneak away? I'm gonna... Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm gonna pour out the tea. Uh, fucking leaf water. Yes. It's like an... It's a dizzy Earl Grey, I think. I don't like it. I'm gonna say, D3, make a... What would it be a... Investigation? No. Make okay, a, I was like, I'm torn. Is he going to want to chase after, or is yeah. this our chance make for a, escape? Make an investigation, or perception, whichever's better. <laughs> Nine? Nineteen. We'll make that an eleven. An, an eleven. <laughs> perception was a little better. You know it's not Earl Grey. You know this is like a, uh, this is like a flowery white tea, clearly meant to, uh, soothe the taste buds but not provide you with too much caffeine that would be silly to be overly caffeinated on the battlefield and make you jumpy how dare they suggest it was a black tea mm. that's what you I'm get feeling... with an 11 <laughs> thank you with that sense of betrayal i'm no longer wanting to follow this man and see what's happening at 13 i want to escape <laughs> with my newfound party okay so, so I got a 19 for investigation. Did I find anything 19. other than tea-related information? <laughs> um, you noticed when Joe, I have to keep looking at the word Joe because I keep wanting to say yarm. But when Joe dumped out his tea on the ground, kind of sizzled on the ground. And, uh, I you think know, this tea is bullshit. Um, can I... Do an arcana check or something on it? Um, nature. Investigate it for something else? Nature. Um, or you could look around the room, or you could follow him out the bed 13. I mean, I already investigated. Do you want me to investigate again? Um. I don't mind. I can roll the dice. Yeah, you could, you could do a larger investigation focus, not where you immediately are. Uh, that's 17 for investigation. Cool. So, with a 17 for investigation, you're looking around, trying to think why the hell you would know any of this. <laughs> is why I'm stalling, honestly. Okay, so, in your history... just, like, I see a weird tea, so I'm looking around going, why is this tea yeah. weird? In your history of, you know, making paints out of things that, you know, aren't standard... Making do where you can 
because, you know, painting is such a passion for you that you have to find paints wherever you can. You're not just using the standard store-bought paints. You've made do with some weird ingredients. You're able to recognize weird ingredients. There are some weird ingredients on that shelf. Okay. With his I mean, I also, I also have very good scores in nature and arcana, so I could just, like, yeah. morph that around. So, I'll say with the 19 and the 17, you're looking at that, and you know some herbs, um, you know, that you've used to make certain paints always come with a warning not to ingest them because too much is poisonous but also like in small quantities it's also you know medicinal so um but he's got a handful of those um also some of those bottles of potions you know you know that you know you got blue for healing and you've got one for strength and you you know the different colors you're not quite sure what the green one does so uh uh d3 i know my friend joe here he's not so bright so uh do you see these potions um maybe some of them are very strange do you know anything about potions um, I've dabbled a little bit in the um, arts of potion. <laughs> what is the word for Alchemy? it? The art. The thank you. I was gonna say artistry, and I'm like, no. I've um. Oh, why well, yes, my friend. I've got to dabble a little bit in the art of alchemy, and uh, I suppose I could check these out for you. Okay. Question: Do you have alchemist tool? Oh, now I I went with the the cook's cook's utensils. I was like, oh, you, you could have had alchemist tools, which is why I'm like, um, okay. So just make a um, a cooking a, check, an investigation, <laughs> or a medicine, or a nature. <laughs> We're gonna go with medicine. I'm surprisingly decent. Oh well, the roll wasn't decent, but altogether we ended up with an eight. With an eight, he's pointing to like. <laughs> You know some of these herbs, and you're like, maybe an idiot would use too much and poison someone, but anyone trained in the art of, you know, using natural remedies would know the correct dosage to give someone that, you know, you're cueling an ailment or lessening pain instead of accidentally killing them. It would be stupid to assume that those herbs were for ill intent, and that one potion that looks a little off... This guy is a bored alchemist, and you've made up your own potions in your own time. You don't get to choose what color they are. You know, it. maybe maybe it was a weird color, and he added dye to it to make it stand out. You've done that before. How many clear potions have you come up with that you swear have calming benefits? But people just look at it, and they say, that's water. That's not actually a potion. So you just add a little bit of, like like a warm blue to it or something and people will buy it if it's colored maybe that's what's going on here oh yes my friend Sal. i don't think we have anything too much to worry about he was just trying to freestyle the recipe a little bit you know how it goes he wanted to impress us add a little spice of flavor i truly i, I think we're fine it just it's a little nastier than i think it was supposed okay. to be that's that's fine uh, let's go maybe we just uh keep an eye on him that's it 
We could go and check <sighs> out what he's doing now, or we could just go back and say, fuck this. Uh, I mean, I really do want to know what's happening at uh, bed 13. A, a peak wouldn't hurt, right? Yes, it's a, Z13 is a good number, too. Maybe he's lucky. <laughs> I, mean, I did not even think energy, of that when luck. I came up with it. I was like, it's got to be smaller than 15, but there have to be a lot of sick people ahead of him. <laughs> Look, we'll swing by there. We'll see if he needs us to do anything else for the rest of the day. And if not, I'll just, I'm going to go grab a beer. Uh, so let's go check. So you go back out to the main room to swing by bed 13? Mm. Yeah. As you as you get close to bed 13, you see um, the assistant who came to get him and come tarry on, you know, kind of a lower demeanor than he was in before, pulling a sheet above the head of the body so that it's fully covered by the sheets on this bed. Um, Comtarion is giving instructions to the assistant to, you know, update the captain that there's been another death and to arrange for an appropriate burial. Oh, shit. Was it the orc? It's not. It's not the half orc. Oh, thank God. Oh, Jesus. Um, do, do you all have an update on the half orc that was involved in that scuffle? And do you happen to know <laughs> where they're at? The half orc is in bed twenty eight, doing a Sudoku puzzle. Fuck. Um, <laughs> if I have gold, I need it. Hey, it's not sundown yet. <laughs> I I told you you can't kill him. No. Look, if if he happens to die, I, I, I'm not killing him. That's all I'm saying. But until the sun rises, I'm keeping my gold. Maybe I will keep watch. I'll stay by his bed. It's <laughs> awfully kind of you, but awfully boring. <laughs> yes, I just want the gold. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Look, Sal, I'll give you the five gold if you stop being a spaz about this. I know how you can get about these things. <laughs> yes, I get focused on the money for the supplies. <laughs> I, I give him five gold. <laughs> Do you have five gold? Yeah. Cool, then you give him five gold. <laughs> Do you have five gold? No! <laughs> this is why we are friends. Yeah, so he's covering up a clearly dead body with a sheet. And the assistant takes off. Does it look special? Like the dead body when he's covering him, like is his face covered oh, in mushrooms yeah. or something? Like, <laughs> do we need to know anything? Make a perception. I'm very I bad like at. I would be just curious enough, uh, but shitty at looking, so that's bad. Not even worth mentioning. Number I don't. Uh, five. Five. Um, with a five, the eyes are still open. Oh my god. This one isn't dead. I go over and lift the sheet off of him. Comtarian turns back around to you and goes, What? What are you? I need Comtarian. What are you doing? Leave the poor man to rest in peace, won't you? I think he's alive. I see him. His eyes are open. Oh, dressed and bother. Sometimes when the body is newly deceased... You know, you close the eyelids and they pop back open for some reason. No, and he goes and he closes the eyelids again and recovers the body in the sheet. 
I'm glad you're here, though. You'll oh, be shit. carrying the body for me uh, to the uh, to the funeral pyre. Yes, oh. yes. I can maybe I can uh, help you. D three, do you want to help me? Yes, I would love to help. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. It's a gnome, so it's not that big. I put like <laughs> one finger on them while D three is carrying them. Like as I'm doing all like, the muscle and feeling yeah. so proud, like yes, we've got this. We are a great team. It's wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. Like checking my phone with my other hand. <laughs> <laughs> and he he turns back to bed twelve, who looks very sick, but has awoken by the disturbance and is trying to calm bed twelve. No, no, my dear lass, it was it it was a complication of uh, surgery or sort of sepsis, most likely. Uh, nothing for you to worry about. You can still fully recover. I'm sure of it. And he goes back. Um, you guys carry the body out a bit away from the camp. On the other side of the camp from the creek is just what looks like a constantly rebuilt funeral pyre. Um, where dead bodies are taken for a uh, reverent but still quick and efficient incineration to try to help with spreading of any sort of disease or whatnot that can fester in, you know, body. Um, as you do that, um, you can put the body on the funeral pyre. Um, oh, I take some of the ash, like the charcoal, <laughs> okay. to see if I can use it for mm. charcoal. Oh, the color, the shine. Yeah. Yep, yeah. there's there's definitely ash all around. There's probably, like, some partially charred logs. Oh, this black will be so deep. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got red, you've got black. What was the, uh... What was orange, the other... Yellowish oh, orange. orange. Ooh, okay. I really want to know if you can paint with all the colors of the wind now. You can draw a picture of the battle of... Fire is on the battlefield or some bullshit. That is what the war painter is going to paint. Okay, so you guys are away from Comterion. Um, What do you do? Uh, are there other dead bodies around, or did they burn them all? Do we know anything? There's no dead bodies that you can see besides the one that you've just deposited. The last burning was a couple days ago. So before... D3, you as a reinforcement were there. Uh, Have we fought anyone? Is everybody just dying from a plague? You guys her the background. Um, fought bravely in the Battle of Bottlenose Delft and managed to move the line of the battle forward by an entire forest that they're, that you're now camped in. You're currently focused on healing the wounded and keeping the sickness that has crept in the camp from spreading um and have received orders to wait for reinforcements for their for your numbers before rejoining the fighting in full. But like, how long ago was the battle? Was it like a month ago, or was it yesterday? No, it was probably like shy of two weeks ago. So in the last two weeks, the people that have been dying have been the wounded mostly, or have been um, wounded, or people who have been infected. Um, like I said, they. You know, um, Comtarian was 
ranting a little bit about, you know, you need to boil the water. You can't just put it in soup and say, because I cook the soup, it's clean. Yeah. Or uh, so it may be, you know, not the cleanest water or, you know, you've been camped here for a little while. So maybe some of your rations have started to go bad or you have a bunch of people just camping near each other. One person gets sick. It's going to jump over to other people probably. Yeah. So, uh, D3, this, uh, sickness, this illness, like, um, I've noticed it is becoming a problem. Like, maybe we should go AWOL? I absolutely get this sense. As I said from the moment we met, my friend, what you are putting in your bodies and the energy you're harnessing, harnessing is ultimately going to be what you're giving back. This is a suicide mission. We got to get the hell out of here. Uh, yes, I think you are correct. It's maybe we should go back and find Joe and, uh, possibly, um, but maybe we could also, hmm. Yeah, I say we just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Leave immediately? Yes. Do I have a contingency <laughs> for if they abandon their post during wartime? <laughs> yes. <gasps> yes, I do. Oh, but Jesus. I think we'll have to have a full conversation about what it means to go AWOL before <laughs> we do that. Yeah. Did I did I fully expect that you guys could just decide to peace out of the camp? Yeah. I mean, we're soldiers. We're not here to investigate a pandemic. I'm not telling what? you to. You were not instructed <laughs> to investigate a pandemic. That's just where you've gone. Right, and I don't think that's where we're going to end up. So, uh, we will go back and try to grab Joe, right? Joe, would you still be in the tent, or would you have followed them? Uh, probably just relaxing somewhere. If uh, if other people are going to do the work, then uh, Yarm's good to just sit this out. Um, there's like, there's like a <laughs> squad few... goals. There's like a few benches on the back side of the medic tent that are kind of hidden from view from the rest of the camp. Where, you know, Comtarion and his assistants would normally go to rest. Take a break. But uh, maybe you've earned a break. Maybe. Joe's earned the break. I'm just, you know, uh, waiting, leaning back. I've got my head and my hands crossed behind my head and just you know, just waiting for them. And I'd hear them come up. Oh, hey, you're back. Oh, I forgot to mention this a long time ago. <laughs> the, my familiar is hopping around my rabbit. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, you have a rabbit just, familiar. What color is it? White. Okay. But just so that in the future, when I talk about it, if it ever comes up, it's it's established. It exists already. Okay. Fun. Does it have a little backpack with a bunch of uh, paintbrush sticking out of it? That's a wonderful idea, but it does not. <laughs> oh, damn uh, it. Okay. I don't see... Okay, yes, it does. Yeah, now. it does now. <laughs> it is like a, an over-the-shoulder satchel full of paints. A little and, backpack, um, yeah. I've painted a tiny curly mustache on it. I've almost <laughs> bought my puppies little backpacks because they're supposed to like carry their own treats and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm like, no, 
You're bad enough at walking as it is. Uh, so we see Joe. What's Sorry, the name of your familiar? Topic. Uh, Dolly. Dolly, got it. Okay. Not but not bunny. B u n i. Well, I just lazily Salvador Dolly. Yeah, I know. Which is why I was like, <laughs> you could take it one step less lazy and call it bunny. <laughs> I don't care. I didn't think of a name until one second ago, so I'm done. <laughs> Uh, so Joe, um, hey, uh, Joe, I think we are worried about this, uh, this pestilence, and we want to, um, get the fuck out. Where do you think we're gonna go? Uh, we've got the city back behind us that's boarded up, and in front of us is soon to be the enemy. Is, uh, maybe we can join them? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to practice the art. I am not so worried about the uh, the side. Listen, man. What I do on the battlefield is art. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> and I don't think running is going to really help you practice, you know, if you spend your whole life running. This is true. Right. Who who will I kill? Other than the vibe, you know, man. Ah. Uh. Friends, I have such a lifestyle to teach you. Have you heard of the monastery of the Boog? <laughs> <laughs> the Poog. <laughs> the Poog? Yes, the monastery of the Poog. Um, no, I've not heard of the Poog. Exactly. We have not been found. We didn't want to be found. We were not going to be found. <laughs> I can teach you the art of being a nomad. That might be why the, our paths have aligned here today. I'm not here to help this dying, sick bunch of buffoons behind us. I'm here for you, and I think we can emerge on our own. And trust me, my friends, there will be plenty of killing along the way. Uh, this sounds wonderful. <laughs> uh... Are you sure that sounds like a good idea, DM? <laughs> Why not? Do you have a contingency for we follow Jordan off to the Monastery of the Poog? I have a contingency for they leave the if camp. If you leave, yeah. No, I think... Uh, the, the fact that I'm super confident in saying, sure, you can try to go to the Monastery of the Poog no. shows you how, like, what my contingency ends up with. No, was it... Um, it's... The Poog sounds... Of this wonder, uh, wonderful, but uh, the, uh, if we stay here in the army, then I get to, you know, the fighting and the the beautiful art of battle. Listen, I've seen him swing a blade, and it actually is quite a beauty to behold. It's erotic. I mean, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. Uh, no. You've said enough, my friend. I am already turned on, and I must see this art. <laughs> something something polishes swords so <laughs> so uh we completely abandoned the idea of abandoning camp that quick so yeah. so if if we are staying here maybe we need to uh figure out how not to die you guys keep talking i'm gonna actually go grab a water irl because my throat is killing me yeah, a voice would do it. <laughs> oh, IRL. I mean, yeah. so you could go back and talk to Comterion mm. about the sickness. You could go look at the body that you just deposited. 
you could not care at all about the sickness and report to um, 19th Red Leader's tent for assignment. I think... What do you want to do, Jordan, actually? I was kind of leaning into option two. I was to be like, how foolish of me. I did not even get to speak with this man's spirit before he had left. Oh, this, this I have to see. I want to see the Poog in action. Well, yes, I must show you the power of the Poog. Um, Joe, please relax. Have another beer. It is us who have failed you. We will go back out and check this body. <laughs> okay. So I guess we're going to go out and do that while he's getting his water break Do on. you want to do it or do you want to oh. wait for him to get back? Oh, true. Yeah, we don't want him to miss details. We can take a hot mm. second. <laughs> I'm going to get some water too then. Fuck it. Yeah, go get some water. Yeah. Okay. Back to the game. You guys were discussing going to check out the body that you just deposited at the funeral fire. Yeah, Joe, are you coming with us? Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll just give it a quick looky-loo. Alright, you head back to the funeral pyre. Um, you look around, you don't see the body. Son of a bitch. Hey, uh... <laughs> this body if burns you guys... so quick. <clears throat> you guys trying to waste my time, because you're doing a damn good job of it. Wait, uh, Sal, did we... Did we... Did we burn this this one? I thought I thought we just I thought we just left the body. We we, we were just here. Uh, the we put it on the pyre, but like it should not burn this fast. That's not fire. We... Completely intact, not burnt at all. Oh, uh, so something is very strange here. Uh, I I I. <clears throat> A body takes many hours to burn. I forgot that I am smart. Yeah. <laughs> also, no fires happened here. So. Oh, I thought we it was already lit. No. No, you wouldn't burn like one. You would probably gather up a couple bodies and burn them oh, just to okay. be. You need a lot of wood to do this, and even though you're in a forest, you know trees <laughs> are live wood, so they don't burn as well because it's pretty wet. Yeah. You got to wait for it to dry out to be able to gather enough dry lumber to build a funeral pyre to incinerate a like a humanoid body. It's better to save up a couple bodies at a time, uh, or something like that. You know. <laughs> Do you see any tracks? Something must have taken it. It couldn't get up and walk away. I mean, there's a bunch of tracks coming up this way. He's uh, like, those are ours. Can I roll an investigation check to see Yeah. if I see any tracks that are leading away that are not these guys? Yeah, totally. Uh, that is a 14. 14? Um, there's a decent amount of tracks around here. You see some more worn paths. One back towards the main camp. One back towards the medic tent. Um... You see kind of some dragging footprints kind of kind of in the direction of the medic tent, but further back into the forest as well. Okay, uh yeah. Did you guys Did you all uh Did you all head off in the forest at all? Or uh, no, we just uh put down the body and then came back to the tent. 
Maybe we should check out what's back this way. Yes. Uh, we can follow these footprints. The shit. Kind of uh, dragging footprints. Um, harder to follow as they get further away from the funeral pyre. Um, no. Um, kind of the ash that coated the feet as they walked away gets worn off. Um, you're able to track it a little bit into the forest before you need to make a another investigation or survival. Uh does someone want to help me do that? Investigate? Yeah, I'll I'll help you. I got a twenty four. Yeah. You're easily able to track it back to um track it back further. You see a before it sees you, you're able to see um what did I say it was a gnome? A gnomish figure um, just laying down on the ground um, in the forest. See another figure in the distance laying down on the ground in the forest as well. Uh, this is fucked up. You guys are sure you didn't drag someone else out this way? Uh, are there um, any other footprints around this uh, this body? Uh, not around the body. All right. You said there's two bodies, right? There's there's another body, like, further into the fort. Yeah, a little bit away. Like laying down? Yeah. Same same position. Laying down, eyes closed, arms at the side. Um, uh, uh, D3, you, you want to go and look at them? Go touch them. <sighs> yes, I must... I must see what has happened here. Harness this energy. See if the spirit might be trapped inside. Um, I'm going to go up. What check would I do for some of this? Um, <laughs> an energy harness like check, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, do medicine, nature, or investigation. If you're approaching the body to check it. Uh-huh. Mm, great ones. Okay. <laughs> oh, medicine. That was the strong one. Okay, here we go. Fuck. <laughs> um, uh, that'd be a six altogether. Wow. Medicine. <laughs> that looks like a dead body that you're looking at. Um, not sure how it got out here. Definitely looks pretty darn dead. I'm going to kick the body. Okay. Um, You kick the body, it flops over. Nothing happens. Are the eyes open? The eyes are not open. Yeah, see? It's it's just a dead body. I'm going to grab the ankle of this one and drag it back to the rest of them near the pyre. Uh, Joe, Joe, hold, hold on just like a second, okay? Uh, Can I, like, look at it and stuff yeah medicine nature or investigation fuck <laughs> i rolled a three so nine looks like a dead body the same dead body you saw before okay joe just leave it here let's go uh there's another body ahead let's go look at that one maybe there's more all right we'll go uh We'll go stare at dead bodies for the rest of the day, I guess. 
It's what we've done all day. If we're out here looking at least, you know, like we're busy, the, the medic can't mess with this, so I'm fine with this. All right, so let's go look at the other body. Is it? Have we seen this person before? What are you doing with the first body that you were dragging, Joe? I'm just going to drop his foot and uh, march along to the next one. Okay. So, look at the next one. It is a dead-looking um, half-elf. Do we recognize the person? Um, If you've been in the camp for a while, yeah, probably just one of the guys who's died... Um, unfortunate circumstances, you know, it just happens in wartime. Okay. They either get septic or they get their wound gets infected or something, you know, and they just die. So this guy is dead. Why is he here? I don't know. Somebody's probably playing a cruel prank on everybody. It's it's actually pretty good. Um, so and. Uh, I guess we'll, like, roll him over, look at him, check him out, see if there's anything weird about him. Medicine, nature, or investigation? We're leaving it up to the dice. I rolled a two. (laughs) (laughs) I got a seven, but I got to bump it up to an 11 for medicine. (laughs) I rolled a three. Dude's been dead longer than the other body. Um, what is your passive perception? 12. 13. D3, what's your passive? 12. Okay, so all of you notice you hear a shuffling from behind you as you're looking at the second body. You turn around and you see the first body is now standing Eyes open, head lolling to the side, coming at you. What's his name? Um, you would know this because you were in the camp. The name of this uh, gnome was um, Finkleberry Tart. Fuck. Finkleberry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Finkleberry Tart. Finkleberry, are you okay? He does not respond. He's coming to attack you. Is he is he running or just shambling he's, over to us? He's ambling at twenty feet a uh, twenty feet speed. I back up and cast mage armor. Okay, you cast mage armor. I'm gonna need all of you to roll initiative. Joe. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren insisted that I play a fighter named Joe. I know I know his name isn't Joe in here, but that's his nickname is Joe. Joe the fighter. No, that's not what I insisted you play. You didn't play the character. Right? A fighter named Joe. Yeah, that was my second option. What was my first option? I don't remember what the first option was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she wanted me to be stuck like Animorph style as a llama. <laughs> it's like I don't think that's gonna work. If if we had had more time, I would one hundred percent have homebrewed yes. a 
llama <laughs> druid with you. <laughs> yeah, I just literally animorphs like I'm stuck as a llama, and I have sending so or message so I can talk to everybody. <laughs> Still uh, telepathically. Are you actually playing? Yeah, we're actually playing. There are only three of you. Yeah, Adam's out, so we're doing a one shot. Uh, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> I'm taking a bath. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>